Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So, we have some exciting news to talk about today. And it really is exciting because, you know, I have really dedicated my entire career fighting for gun rights and the Second Amendment. And it, it started <clears throat> way back. It started in uh, 1982, believe it or not, before I was even in law school. And I, yeah, when I was in college, I ended up writing some papers for some classes, and I ended up, it ended up becoming a book. And the book was published in, and uh, back then, and the book actually helped me get into law school, and it was called Concealed Weapons, How to Get Your Permit to Carry. So it is a rare Evan Knappen book, and it was published by Guns Magazine back then. And what I had done was I studied all the concealed carry laws at the time, and, you know, the only so-called constitutional carry state, we didn't even call it then, just state that didn't require any permit, was uh, was Vermont. We looked at things, and I really was very critical of states like New Jersey that were so restrictive and terrible. And it really infuriated me about how New Jersey has treated its citizens where they'd rather see them be victims of violent crime instead of defenders against violent crime. And, of course, that's New Jersey, and there's still a, a number of other states that restrict your ability to get a license to carry uh, and, of course, are light years away from constitutional carry. Another one of those states is New York. It's New York. they got a lousy system there that requires a showing of need. And, see, that's where they get you. That's the point. When you try to get your carry license in New Jersey, you have to show justifiable need. When you try to get a carry in New York, you have to show what they're calling a, a special need. And this need has to be more than a generalized fear of, uh, uh, of a need for self-defense. They won't accept that. And so what has happened, as many of you may have heard, is that the Supreme Court of the United States granted certiorari, meaning they will now decide a case that challenges the New York carry license law. And this is extremely exciting because it, it, they haven't done anything of significance since Heller and McDonald cases 2008-2010. And we've been waiting. And uh, we have had many attempts at getting this carry licensing laws that restrict individuals from being able to protect themselves to get a challenge, to get them to accept and grant certiorari. The reason that it wasn't granted is that in order for the Supreme Court to review a matter, it takes four of the nine judges to uh, grant certiorari. And remember, it takes five or more for a majority opinion to win. And although for a long time we've had four judges, the understanding is that we didn't have five because of Justice Roberts and his evolving uh, position. And 
it ended up that uh, with President Trump getting three justices appointed, including Amy Coney Barrett, that gave five solid pro-gun justices, and then six if you add Roberts, which you're never quite sure what he's going to do. But with five, it's a win. And now they've accepted a case that challenges New York's carry law. And this has tremendous significance. Now, even though this case was accepted and is pending, my firm has a case before the Supreme Court requesting certiorari. It's the Russell case. And that case challenges New Jersey's carry license law. And this challenges justifiable need in New Jersey. So I'm hopeful that the court, now that they've accepted the New York case, will hold the Russell case until a decision gets made, which would probably be most likely what they'll do. Or they could even accept cert on the Russell case and have multiple cases in case they're worried about New York pulling a fast one like they did on the last case which challenged New York that they did accept on, which had to do with being able to transport your firearm outside of the boroughs of New York. And even though the court granted certiorari on that, we thought, hey, we're finally going to get a Second Amendment decision explaining these parameters on our rights. Uh, New York repealed that law on purpose to moot out the case, and they succeeded in making it moot. Well, with this challenge now, uh, it would be a lot more difficult. They'd have to repeal the need provision, which would then open it up for anybody to uh, get their carry license without having to show this need. So I don't think they are willing to do that. And if they are, then uh, the Russell case on New Jersey is in the wings and waiting. So it is pretty cool. And there's other Second Amendment challenges that are moving ahead as well. And this is an exciting time. It's exciting because the potential on this case is incredibly significant. The Second Amendment has been battled over since Heller and McDonald, those are the cases that established as an individual right, in which the antis have essentially argued, and to some degree successfully, even though it's weird, that our right to keep and bear arms only applies inside our homes. Now, I know that's ridiculous, considering that the shot heard around the world at Lexington and Concord uh, was not fired by a patriot from his bedroom. No, it was uh, someone who carried the gun to the famous spot in Massachusetts, right? And so, obviously, the right to keep and bear arms is the right to possess and carry. But yet, this distinction gets made because the Heller decision dealt with invalidating Washington, D.C.'s gun law regarding possession of handgun in one's home, and the same with the law on uh, with, uh, Mr., uh, with Mr. McDonald in Chicago that got the Second Amendment incorporated to all the other states. But simply because the facts of those cases were determined by the home in no way meant that the Second Amendment only applied to the home. Yet, the antis have made this argument that, no, 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 outside the home, you don't have the guarantee of the right to keep and bear arms. 
So this is going to be uh, challenged, and we will hopefully establish that that argument is uh, a fraud and of no value, and that, in fact, the Second Amendment applies to you both inside and, a shock of all shocks, outside your home. Now, once that is established, that will go to the case as to what about licenses to carry a handgun, licenses to carry outside your home. Should a right, a constitutional right, should it be based only on need? In other words, for us to exercise our rights, do we have to have a need first? No, of course not. There are rights. Having a need-based license to exercise a right is reprehensible. And yet that is what New York, New Jersey, and other states have done. So I believe the court will look at that and they will opine that uh, it is not necessary to show need to exercise a right. And depending how far they go with the case in invalidating it can have amazing far-reaching impact. For example, other laws can then be challenged because one of the things we're hopeful the court will do is finally set out a level of scrutiny, the test for whether a law is constitutional or not. And we're hoping that it is the highest test, the same test that's applied to First Amendment rights cases. And that is what we call strict scrutiny where the burden is on the government to demonstrate the compelling state interest and that the uh, government has to show that there's no other way to uh, accomplish uh, this compelling state interest than by this rights-taking. It's a very high standard. It's extremely high. As a matter of fact, statistically, 75% of all laws that are challenged under strict scrutiny uh, are found to be unconstitutional. So the impact of this case could very well be if they establish a, a level of scrutiny as strict scrutiny that 75% of all the gun laws in America would be invalid and subject to challenge under this uh, scrutiny level. And what you'll have is you'll have plenty of folks challenging more and more of the gun laws and using this decision, being able to cut away the infringements that have occurred on our rights. So the impact here could be quite significant. And it is definitely exciting to have a carry license case for the first time finally being adjudicated by the Supreme Court. You know, we, there were a number of attempts prior, particularly in New Jersey, started with the Drake case, and uh, that got close, but no cert was granted. Then there were other challenges, and then that in the Rogers case, which was a case that emanated out of my office, actually, and that came really, really close and got denied cert. And then uh, Amy Coney Barrett was appointed. And now the 
Carrie case out of New York was accepted. You know, part of this, you got to realize and accept that this is part of President Trump's legacy because it was President Trump who got three Supreme Court justices, including uh, Amy Barrett, uh, appointed. And that has changed the balance of the court and tipped it to our favor. So this is extremely important, and it will be game-changing. I have no doubt whatsoever. And it will affect all these other laws throughout the country. And anyone, you know, that's, uh, if anyone has a fear that, oh, my God, what if they rule against us and they don't have, uh, the odds of that, I have to say, are very remote, very remote, because I don't think they would have granted certiorari uh, if they thought they were going to lose or eviscerate this right. Now, in fact, the majority of the court is very pro-Second Amendment, and it is something that it's, to me, not a question of whether or not we're going to lose. It's just a question as to how much we are going to win. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about carry permits and carry and things that you need to know to protect yourself as you exercise your right in the Second Amendment to be a defender and not a victim. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hello. All right. And by the way, the name of the case, I just want to tell you, is... uh, is, is out of the New York State uh, NRA for New York, by the way. NRA uh, is a state affiliate in New York. And the, the case is the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett, C-O-R-L-E-T-T. So be on the lookout for any news regarding New York State Rifle and Pistol versus Corlett as this progresses and we finally get ourselves 
an opinion out of the Supreme Court on carry. These are this is very exciting indeed. Now here, we still have carry licensing in many, many states. We have constitutional carry now in 20 states. And yet individuals will often uh, want to know how to do this lawfully so they don't get into trouble when dealing with other states. And many folks get what are called non-resident carry permits or carry licenses, depending on what jurisdiction you're in. A number of states offer these permits to non-residents. And one of the famous ones, of course, would be Florida non-resident. Then there's Utah does non-resident, Arizona non-resident. Um, there's a number of states that you can get a non-resident. New Hampshire offers a non-resident. And what it does, it allows individuals to apply to get that carry license from that state as a non-resident. And then those non-resident licenses are often honored by more states than even the issuing state. And what's really kind of amazing, for example, is that a New Jersey resident who cannot get a carry license in their own state can get a carry license, a non-resident license, in all these other states. No problem, as long as they're law-abiding and would otherwise be uh, not prohibited from uh, firearm possession, they can do it. And I highly recommend that if you live in jurisdictions that restrict your right to carry, get non-resident carry licenses. It'll cover you for when you want to go on trips and want to experience the freedom of being able to defend yourself. It also is helpful to the states that offer it because it makes a good incentive for them to continue to offer the non-resident uh, carry uh, financially to the states that do offer it. But more and more, of course, we're seeing, like I said, 20 states that require no permit to carry. And those constitutional carry states you can just go to and you can carry concealed and loaded on your person, assuming you're in a constitutional carry state, and it is astounding to be like a real American. Imagine that, not even needing a license and able to carry your handgun to defend yourself, how it was meant to be. And uh, we ended up getting in the situation we are now where this right had been dissolved away and we have been restoring it with incredible success with shall-issue carry permits in states, with constitutional carry. But even with all this great advancement, when you travel to different states, you need to be aware that different states can have different laws. And I know that sounds pretty basic, but lots of folks get into trouble because they don't check in advance what is allowed and what is not. So some things you need to be aware of. If you're going to travel, even with your non-resident license to states, or you go into a constitutional carry state, you need to make sure that you are still in conformance with their laws. And many states have places that are separately still prohibited for carry. For example, some states may still bar you going to uh, to a uh, public gathering with a firearm. They might prohibit individuals 
from going into an establishment that sells alcohol. They may prohibit uh, firearms in a house of worship. There are different laws in different states, and when you go in that state and are going to carry, you need to familiarize yourself with the nuances and the specific issues of that jurisdiction so that you do not get into trouble. And there are some jurisdictions that flat out do not honor your carry license, your ability to carry, your ability to protect yourself, and of course, New Jersey is such a place. New Jersey does not recognize any other state's carry license, period. No other license. So if you go into Jersey and you're carrying, there is no license, resident or non, no resident license that would be from your state of residence, other than New Jersey, that New Jersey would would recognize none exist so this is something to keep in mind at the extreme but even if you're going to a place where you know there's a lot of respect for the second amendment and your rights you got to make sure that you're doing what's right now some interesting contrast out there new hampshire is constitutional carry state you don't need any license or permit. There isn't even a law on the books regulating possession of a handgun. Only felons are prohibited. But there's no charge you can even be charged with unlawful possession of a handgun. It doesn't exist. And the carry license is purely optional, so if you want to have reciprocity for going to other states that recognize carry licenses, you can get it. Or if you're coming to New Hampshire and you want to have a New Hampshire carry, it's optional. You can get a non-resident, even someone from New Jersey can get a non-resident New Hampshire license. In New Hampshire, the only place under state law that you're prohibited by law from carrying a handgun or any other weapon is a courthouse. That's it. You just can't bring it into court. Anywhere else, there's no prohibition. You can have a handgun uh, in a bar in New Hampshire. I mean, if you do something stupid with it, yeah, you can be charged, but there's no prohibition on that. You can have a handgun in your house of worship. You can have a handgun anywhere. There is no prohibition under state law. Of course, the federal prohibitions still apply, federal buildings, etc. That's still federal law, federal jurisdiction. But as far as the state goes, nothing. But other states differ. So you got to be careful because there is a patchwork quilt of laws that will uh, apply to you that you could get into some very serious trouble. Another sore spot that I see and end up representing individuals on, many other states have weird bans on different items, and there's no logic, rhyme, or reason. New Jersey prohibits magazines that are over 10 rounds, okay? So you don't want to come into Jersey with such a magazine, no less with a carry where you can't carry, and then you have a prohibited magazine on top of it. And that and the New Jersey, remember, every, every, every gun offense in New Jersey is a felony-level offense. There is not a single misdemeanor charge 
under New Jersey's gun laws. Not a single one. Now, why is that? Because if you screw up on anything, you become a convicted felon and you've lost your rights. You've lost your Second Amendment rights for the entire country because New Jersey decided to make something, some arbitrary prohibition, a felony level offense. And they've done it on every single gun, knife, and weapon law in the state. There's nothing less than felony for New Jersey. So one of the things New Jersey bans is hollow nose ammunition. Hollow nose ammunition, if you come into the state, even if you're transporting it lawfully uh, to a gun range, etc., but you get stopped and you're outside of, uh, of these exemptions, which are quite narrow, then you're looking at a felony-level offense carrying up to 18 months in state's prison for even possessing one 22 hollow-nose bullet. One. It's a felony. So you've got to be very much aware of these things. New Jersey's hollow-nose bullet law is an absurdity that is beyond belief. And by the way, it's hollow-nose bullets, not cartridges. I actually had a case with an individual that had a dummy key ring, one of those bullets that have a cartridge case and they're drilled through and it's a key ring and it can't shoot, has no primer, has no powder. Didn't matter. The bullet head on the key ring was a hollow nose and they indicted this person and charged him with possession of a hollow nose bullet as a felony on a dummy key ring. So you really have to be careful. You got to make sure. And, you know, states that have open carry, the ability to carry in the open, some states don't. They mandate that your firearm be concealed, depending on their laws. And states that mandate a concealment and your coat blows open showing your gun, uh, you might get charged with brandishing, even though it wasn't intentional. You got to be careful. You got to know what these jurisdictions are up to and how they will interpret carry both open and concealed and what prohibited places and what prohibited items that you might never dream would be illegal, this state and these other states have chosen to make illegal. And you probably heard there's 20,000 gun laws on the books. I think there's more than that. But whatever the number, there's plenty of bizarre ones out there prohibiting things that you might never ever have uh, thought would be prohibited. And uh, we've talked about, you know, the dumbest gun laws in America before, but they're out there. And I don't want to see you become a victim of those gun laws. And uh, this is things you need to consider. And the there's even nuances to open carry, for example, in many states where you can carry open, and it used to be, for example, in New Hampshire, you carry open, but you couldn't get in your car with it open carried because now you had a loaded revolver in your car, and that required a carry license, even though it was legal for you to carry it in the open. Now, luckily, that's all gone. All those laws have been repealed, and it's pure constitutional carry. You can carry in the open. You can carry concealed. You can carry in your car. No problem. 
But these are the kind of things to be wary of as you travel. Let me uh, just tell you that I really appreciate you folks listening to my podcast. I know that I'm, 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 it feels really good to me that I can help to protect you and educate you because you know they're out to get us, they hate us, and we're making good progress, and that's something to, to be optimistic about. But the laws are still out there turning good people into criminals, and I don't want to see that happen to any of you. I don't want to see it happen to anyone, but my listeners especially. So, you know, if you can keep a fellow gun owner from becoming a law-abiding criminal, tell them to listen to Gun Lawyer Radio. Visit website at gun.lawyer. And uh, it's dot .lawyer like a dot .com. So instead of www.gun.lawyer instead of gun.com. And that's where you can go right to the website. I'd really love it to take a look at our inner circle and sign up. That's where you'll get the inside scoop from me, alerts, news breaks, all kinds of important things to help protect you. And it's an ability for us to communicate. So sign up for the inner circle. Go to gun.lawyer, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Get that subscription. I'm really depending on you to subscribe. I know some of you listen to shows now and then, but just subscribe. It makes a big difference. It helps get the exposure out there. It gets the word out there, and it makes sure you don't miss a single episode, which, given the information I'm putting out, may make a difference in your freedom. So please Sign up, and keep in mind, we have big issues coming up, executive orders, all kinds of nasty things. You're going to need to know what to do and what to protect yourself. You need to know what loopholes are out there. I'm going to fill you in on all that. You're going to want to know. So subscribe and join the inner circle and help get the word out. I'm depending on you. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.